New Year, everyone. This is RC. This is Mala. And this is Ritu. So we're all back in 2023. Took a little break to re-strategize, rethink, come up with new creative ideas as to how we're going to proceed in the new year. So yeah, for those of um, you guys who missed us, just know we've been busy in the background working towards a better format for 2023. Speaking of 2023, new beginnings, new year. Girls, what are your thoughts, Ritu? I mean, it's exciting. And I think one thing that everybody thinks about in the new year, resolutions, what are we going to stick to? I'm in that phase. We need to spark up our marriage, right? Yes. Yes. We need to add a little zing to it because it's gotten a little flat over the years. What do you yep. think? Yep. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. That's our conversation for today. Yeah. We're going to talk about marriage and our own experiences and how we can spark it up and how we can make it more fun and interesting. I know, right? I mean, like I'll go first and just say on my behalf, I think I've been married 38 years. That alone is a problem if I don't know the exact number of years <laughs> I've been married. But it's around that time. It's a very long time. And it's so funny. I tell my husband after 25 years, he would be like, oh, it's not a big year. Oh, it's not a big year. And I'm like, honey, after 25 years, every year is a big year, right? I'm putting you on an annual contract because there are some days you just get on my last nerve and I don't know <laughs> if I can do another year with you. And you know what? The funny thing is he looks at me and I said, come on, now you have to feel the same way too, right? And he looks at me like, no. And I'm just like, oh, then I feel like shitty. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one who goes through these ups and downs, but I'm sure they do. How about you, RC? Well, it's going to be 30 this year for us. I agree with you. After I think 15, it just kind of plateaued a little long and everything. But I've always had family around. So I'm really looking forward to reconnecting together now, you know, spending that time because as soon as I got married, I got pregnant, we had family around. So we didn't have that time to, I don't want to say explore each other, but like, you know, spend time together. So I'm looking forward to doing that more now. Yeah, it's been um, 35 years for Jenica and I, you know, ups and downs all the way through. Marriage is never easy. It's not even maybe the both of you in the marriage that are not connecting. It could be outside forces. It could be family that infiltrates and, you know, cause the ripples and stuff. And so you navigate financial problems come into play fin financial problems dealing with how to bring up the kids one person has one way you have another way trying to bring that connection together but then you know you're done with all of that you've you've passed through that phase and you've all right where did the years go and what the hell happened to us where are we i mean once you've decided that this is still the person i'm going to be with then you've got to make that rest of your life interesting with that person otherwise it it's going to be dull. It's going to be boring. Both of you have to put in the efforts. Right, right. So, you know, what's interesting, and I found this really interesting, was divorce rates were really high before 2000, like 2020, um, the pandemic. Divorce was close to um, 35 to 40%. And over this time in last year, statistics the divorce rate has come down to 12%. Either that means the COVID made everybody just be absolutely forced to live together and they have no choice. <laughs> and figure it out how to stay together. The courts were closed. Everybody was shut down. Nobody nowhere. could get a divorce. <laughs> well, it was a lockdown. So yeah, you can't get a divorce and nowhere to go. 
No, you couldn't go find anyone else because, you know, nobody's out there. Everybody's quarantined. Yeah. Well, that was making light of that. That's interesting, right? So, um, but Indian marriages is still, the divorce rate is very low. And we're about 1% a few years ago, and it's increased slightly because women have gotten more power. They've gotten to say more in their marriage and their life, which wasn't the case before. So I think Indians are still trying to really keep their marriages together, which is what the statistics show. So, yeah, actually to narrow in a little bit more, I found an article that actually says Indian Americans lead in marriage stability in U.S. India has a 94% succession rate for marriages. Bangladesh had 87, Pakistan 87, Taiwan 86, and Korea 85, all high on the list. My question though is, these numbers sound good, but are these marriages really successful or, or are people just in it because of our culture, um, comfort, whatever the reason may be? You know, like we don't divorce and we're working hard to stay in our marriages. Is that really always the right thing, right? Is that always the right thing to do? Are they happy? Are they truly the married? Happy? Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Mala, I feel like a lot of it is to do with our culture. You know, we that we've been taught, you know, divorce is the ultimate no. Um, you've really got to work at your marriage. And unless it's an abusive marriage, I would never suggest to anyone to stay in. That's how we've always been taught. Like, stick it out. You can work it out, especially if you have children for their stability. So I think it's a cultural thing and I think maybe a lot of times we're not fully happy but we just go along with it because that's what's expected of us. I absolutely agree. We were raised not to worry about our happiness, it's everybody else's. So at the end of the day, you may not even know what makes you happy. You know, sometimes after the kids are gone, then you realize like, yeah, maybe I could be happier, but we've never been allowed to feel or think or to take that opportunity to even try it well sometimes also we get caught up in the family raising kids and the work and everything that we don't realize it what is the happiness that we're looking for because we're so caught up and then when we do and now at this stage in our lives when we are questioning it you know there's a little bit of comfort level like okay so i'm comfortable it's also scary then at this age do i want to be alone Exactly. And that's, I think, what we're faced with. If I take this step, because I'm so unhappy in my current marriage, is the grass greener on the other side. And that's another statistic that I saw was first marriages end in divorce, but second and third end in divorce even faster. So there's no guarantee that your second or your third down the line is going to be where you find true happiness. I find Again, that's so surprising. Right? You think that you've got the formula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you figured it out by the third one, right? You would think. I guess not. Um, but I would think after the first ma first marriage, you would probably say, okay, boyfriends, boyfriends, why even have the marriage? I agree. 100%. 100%. More than 100%. Like, yes. why even go there? Why even go for the marriage? <laughs> Just live we, together. All the girlfriends have a pact. We do not allow any of our good girlfriends to get remarried. That is a no-no. <laughs> The other thing, though, that was interesting, the statistic was that 70% of women initiate divorces as opposed to men. And the main reason for a divorce is marital infidelity. So what do you feel about that, ladies? My question, and it might be a little controversial, I would question if the man does waver, is there something, obviously there's a weakness in the marriage. Is it something that the other partner is not working on. Not always necessarily true because it could happen even if you're trying your best, but there is a reason why this happens. 
you have to ask yourself honestly did you do everything or did you see or not care your, sp uh, your partner wavers and then all of a sudden it's like oh shit well no you should have known and did you do anything about it so it's a little controversial but it's definitely something that you know people need to ask because it just doesn't happen most of the time you basically need to reflect maybe mm -hmm. communicate hey you know i'm seeing things you know you seem a little like not interested what's going on talk of course like you said reflect on yourself also are you making an effort is the other one making an effort so i think you know yeah. assess analyze but what about the other direction i mean it's usually women are faced with an unfaithful husband and it's not to say that women don't cheat they obviously do as well tendency is more for the man so isn't it also up to the men to to say to their spouse like you know there's something missing here in in our marriage i yes. don't want to break it up but i need you to these are the things i feel i'm lacking mm -hmm. or we are lacking in our marriage it's kind of a communication yeah. communications a hundred percent but honestly what i found in the few girlfriends that i've had who have dealt with infidelity um with their husbands the husbands were not looking to have an affair the affairs happened it's not like they were unhappy and they were not looking it's just somebody clicked they somebody else made them feel good somebody boosted their ego friendships developed not getting that same oomph at home i, I want to say i think it's a little easier for men to waver you know they're out of the house most of the day so they're not at home not to say like women also get um, neglected and then they have mm -hmm. affairs too mm -hmm. right Right. And mm -hmm. I, I would say, you know, why can't they, if they feel like, hey, I'm not being appreciated, I'm lonely, I need comforting. And it's not the right answer, obviously, to cheat. No one is saying that that's the thing to do. Women also have feelings. Men tend to take the step further. Mm -hmm quicker than women. Sorry. It goes to the same thing, like go to the depth of the relationship where there are cracks. And that's why something else filled it up. Someone else is filling it up. And sometimes communication, it's super important, but it may not be enough. Somebody's telling you something, but if no action is being taken, the cracks are still there. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's a very, <laughs> very hot topic. And Today, we have a couple with us, Yogesh and Gemini, you know, who seem to have kept the spark in their marriage. And so let's hear from them. So welcome to our podcast, Gemini and Yogesh. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, please? My, so my name is Yogesh, and we've lived in San Diego for 27 years. Got married to this absolutely gorgeous, beautiful woman of mine. So we moved here in the early 90s. Got a daughter who's 27 and a son who's 24. It's just, it's been a blessing. I am a chartered accountant by profession. Hi, I'm Gemini. It's so nice to see you all. Um, so Yogesh and I have been married for 32 years. And uh, let's see, I am a uh, marketing executive. We love to travel and we we feel like we have the kind of the best life ever. Uh, amazing children and having a wonderful family. And when we met and we got married, uh, we were literally, I mean, I, I met Yogesh when I was 19, literally grown up together. And so it's been a wonderful journey, but obviously not without its ups and downs, but we do now feel like we're adults. We finally grew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your marriage from the first half versus your second half? 
and then your third half would be going forward. So the first half, uh, fell in love with this lady the day I saw her. And like she said, we were both very young and fell in love with her because she was sort of this perfect blend of Indian mixed with uh, someone who's lived in the Western world. I just fell in love with her from literally the day the day I saw her. Uh, we were young. I'd say almost immature to some degree. We had Megan, our daughter, five years after we got married. And, uh, I think I asked someone, I, oh boy, I'm going to be a dad. I asked this person, I go, is there a book you would recommend on how to be a great dad, right? They go, there's no book. Intuition, instinct is just going to kick in. I'm like, no, no, there's got to be more than that, right? The purpose of me letting you know that is we were young. Second half, some level of maturity maybe kicked in. Life started happening to us. You know, we had our second child feel some of its ups and downs on career paths and young children. You know, looking back to it, financial hardships, just all the things that happen in life, right? And it's not unique to us. I think it happens to everybody, right? We'll all go through this journey that we go through. I, I'll tell you the, that sort of that middle part was difficult looking back today. You know, there is a learning. There's nothing wrong. You know, you're, you're parents of young children. You got to bring them up. And, you know, you both, we both have our careers and we're going through these ups and downs. And I can say, wow, I maybe could have done some things differently in that moment. You just don't see it. But I think more recent into the second half is where maybe that light bulb is turned on. I have to have a conscious decision, right? Not take her for granted. If she loves me and I love her, that's not enough, right? You've got to put that effort and I'm going to do everything in my power, right? To make her feel like she's, she's the only one. Third half, I'm really looking forward to that third. Really sort of make the most of what we have. Count your blessings, right? It's life is not perfect. Perfection is a journey, right? So I think to set yourself in that zone to say, well, I want it to be perfect. I think that to me is a fallacy. You want to get to a point. It may be perfection, but it's a journey, right? And it's going to be okay if I don't get there. And we love to travel. So it's actually a little easier because if I just tell her like, hey, we've booked a trip to go here. I just see the smile goes from year to year. And she's like, I was told I was going on this trip to India and a 19 year old my mom's like, I want you to go to India and, you know, with your sister and your brother and, and there's just going to be this guy there. So yeah, I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to go. And my mom's like, no, no, you need, you need to go on this trip. And we were introduced and it was kind of like expected that, you know, Hey, this is your person. I remember coming back and asking my sister, I was like, Oh, he's really nice. And, but you know, we're like, do I get to see other people? Like, she's like, that's not how it works. She's like, there, there are, there is nobody else. And I was like, there's nobody else. And she's like, no, this is, this is the person. I was like, I was very young, pretty naive. And I think the way that we were raised, like we didn't really question our parents that much. And it's kind of what you did, right? This is, we're talking 1988. The internet didn't exist and Bumble and, and Match and Shadi.com was not an option for us. You learn how to be a partner. You know, you learn how to be a, a, a woman and an adult. And it was just trial by error. Like mm. we were just kind of, figuring everything out I wasn't allowed to date like we weren't even allowed to have boys call our house so in so many ways I was learning how to be a partner how to have a relationship with a man there was a lot to learn and I was learning about myself there's a lot of also identity grew up in the U.S. but you know supposed to be actually Gujarati I'm like we lived in London and I remember going for a job interview and this lady um at the PR firm asked me she's like oh you know how are you able to work here and I said oh, I just got married and she looked at me and you're married I said, yeah. She's like, how old are you? And I said, I said I'm, I'm 22. She's like, it's too young to be married. And so we grew up together and we figured out like our, our relationships and we figured out everything. You know, 
reflecting now after 30 something years, like tons of things we could have done differently. But I think part of it was because we were learning together and we always said, well, we're just going to figure this out. But yeah, lots of ups and downs. You know, I will say one of the things that's really helped us stay together and things fresh and exciting. And part of it is our kids. Best part is we had children young. Because of that, we're really close to them. Today's generation seems to be waiting longer, right? Most of the kids these days are like in their late 20s or whatever. Do you think things would have been different had you gotten married a little bit later? I mean, no regrets, but I think that the number one thing is, you know, I just, I didn't know anything about myself. This is why parents want their kids to, especially in India, like to do it young so that you don't have those, you know, negative outside experiences or, you know, relationships or whatever. But I would say that Having those relationships and having some of those experiences early on makes you a better partner. Financially, it would have been a different, we would have been in a different place, but, and also just having confidence. I think confidence in yourself. So there's pluses and minuses there too, but yeah, if we had waited, I think we would have been just confident. I think, you know what, at that society at that time, at least our family, I sort of had this expectation, right? You know, by this time you just find a partner and you get married and that's it. And you start your life. I don't think any of us, right. So question that mold. We just, we just went along with it. Right. So the idea to say, oh, wait, you know, I want to meet someone else, or I want to wait, or I want to do this before I get married. I don't even know if that thought actually even occurred to me personally. It was like, okay, follow along. And there's a reason why this has happened when it's happened. Move on. <laughs> I, I don't think we sat there and said, oh boy, you know, what the heck are we doing? Right. We really liked each other and we still do. Like we, we did get along from the time that we met and we, we did fall in love. And to this day, we really like hanging out with, with each other and spending time together. So, so part of it was like, we were just exploring um, after we got married, we moved to London. We had a lot of um, family in London. I had none. So I, I did feel a little bit like newly married and in a new country and just graduated from college, had no friends there and just being thrown into all this like new family stuff. It was, it was a lot. Um, but then when we moved to LA, we had my, my sister and his brother were there. And one thing I would say, like family has always been a, um, a, a constant in our lives and family has always been around us. And, and I'll, I'm just going to say something controversial, but also I would say, you know, sometimes family is also caused a lot of those areas where not been the smoothest because you're trying to navigate what you should, you know, how you should be relating to family as well as us. And, and that has also caused oftentimes like, you know, some of the, the bumps. I liked your comment, the kids, you know, having them young, they're more like friends right now. It's also helpful to have just that outside perspective, like seeing a third person saying, oh, here's what I'm seeing. You can't talk to mom that way. Or, you know, mom, you're, you know, you're needling dad. I was like, oh, uh, you know, thank you for bringing that up. What are small ways to keep the marriage exciting? Like date nights? What do you guys do different? Definitely have your guest answer this one. We do little things, right? So I, I have to go to the hospital every other Friday. We've turned that into a fun thing. You know, when I get back, we're going to go to a new restaurant, right? That we've not been to. So the thought process, right? To say, okay, let's go find a place, right? That we can go eat. So it's, I'm sorry, it's, who finds it? My beautiful lady does. Uh, but the idea is right to say, let's do that. We love to travel, right? So we're constantly looking to say, okay, where are we going to go next? And that, that for us is exciting, right? It's fun to do. We love to see movies, right? So we'll, we'll go try to do a sort of, let's go see a movie. But I think to me, and this is sort of dawned as I've got older on me, right? To say, it's actually okay if, you know, Germany wants to do something different than 
I want to do. Your expectation is both of you need to be doing something necessarily together. It's to have the respect, right? That she wants to do something different that gives her purpose. Uh, because if she's able to fulfill that, doing whatever she's doing, that actually our relationship gets even more stronger, right? So it doesn't have to necessarily be strong by just you two doing something. That doesn't mean you're drifting. It's just appreciating the fact you may not be the same person. Because I think it's in that insistence to say, I like this, therefore you have to like that and vice versa. I think to me, that's maybe going down a slippery path. We are different. There's beauty in the difference that we have. Learn from each other and have that respect with each other, right? As opposed to you have to do this because I want to do it. Totally. I, I would say in terms of the small things, I think uh, keeping it playful is really mm. important. So, you know, one thing that I always do when we travel separately and um, we always leave notes for each other and we try to hide them in little places. So it's something new, like whether it's on the bed or in the forward to that, I'm like, hey, where's my note? So it's very sweet. It, those little things. I think um, what Yoga said about like allowing each other to do other things, but like being that, that partner say, go do this. You know, I feel fulfilled and whole through my girlfriend friends, through my work, through my kids, through my other relationships, having Yogesh be everything to me and trying to fulfill all my needs is a fallacy. Like that wouldn't work at all. He could be my best friend and he is. And we share so many funny stories at the end of the day after work and stuff. And that's really nice because we have individual relationships and individual outside activities and, and interests. We are partners. Uh, and in that partnership variety, bringing other elements to the relationship is is actually very healthy. I think to me, that's one of the reasons continue to just love each other. We also try to do things that we enjoy together mm. too. So I think, yes, there are sort of individual things we like watching. You know, we're big fans of all the streaming platforms. We watch so much good content on TV. Okay, yes, I know it's individual, but like we get in, we really get into that and we talk about the characters and the things that we do enjoy together. So like I've gotten Yogesh to go to the gym more with me. I'm like, let's go to the gym. Like these are the days we're going to go. And it's, it's a balance of having mm -hmm. some things that you do together as a couple. I'm, I'm a very introverted person. I love my alone time. Um, Yogesh is 100% extroverted. I need my space. I need, I just need to go by, be by myself. And his, he was like, you don't like people. He's like, you're not social. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm an introvert. Even just understanding that, like each other's personality and our styles, get it now. Because some of those were the cause of a lot of our conflicts, what we each needed. It's a, it's a two-way street. Yes, Gemini does take that, almost that extra step. Maybe I'm a little bit behind from that to then just leave it at that then I wouldn't do justice to the relationship right so now with that realization you've got to say okay whatever it's gonna take right and the question is how do you keep that spark going I think Gemini in our personal case has taken that extra step right for us to keep it 34 35 years later right the day she doesn't feel that I treat her as the most important person guess what that's a spiral it, it you start drifting in the in that spiral and so I think it's important for men <laughs> to make sure that uh, you are keeping those sparks as bright as possible and don't take it for granted for my fellow men guys we have to treat our women like they are on a freaking pedestal there is no question about it like like step up uh do don't don't sit there and expect and step up and what's so hard i think men didn't think especially indian men my gujarati men taking care of your wife like making her feel like the most special person what do you mean i've got you know i've got my mother i've got the kids i've got the the 
the business to run. I've got this career thing. Like, you know, of course you're going to be my partner. You're going to support me. You're going to do this, this, and this, you know, I think we've changed now. And obviously our kids have helped us and social media and, and, you know, podcasts like this, but also just, you know, men talking about this themselves or therapy or whatever they need or surrounding themselves with other men that are like, do these nice things, then our relationship's going to be shitty. And who wants to live in a shitty, shitty relationship? I think the next generation is already different, by the way, because we see it through our kids. I think it's a positive. I think we have to, as men, really listen what our partners are. They're telling us what they're looking for, what they want. And I think the more astute we are to listening, we can then give. And most of us men tend not to listen very carefully. And I think the more we listen, it's the secret. The secret will reveal itself because we're listening. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jemmy and Yogesh for being on our show. And it was lovely to hear all your ideas. And I'm so glad the spark is still alive in your marriage. And we will follow some of your tips, which leads me to a question quickly, girls. What are you going to do differently or this year to spark up your marriage? Let me start with Ritu. All right, Mala, our sex life could do with a bit of a spark. I'm not going to be afraid of initiating some romance. Why not? We don't talk about sex in our culture as much. It's considered taboo. Nobody talks about it. It's just an expected thing that you'll learn as you grow older, but it really is the glue sometimes that keeps you two together. And of course, as you get older, you're not necessarily, you know, humping each other. Shit. <laughs> Like rabbits, just like <laughs> rabbit. But it's more about the intimacy, the passion, wanting to feel loved, wanting to know that you're still beautiful. Indians, we need to get over this. We freaking well invented the Kama Sutra. Don't be shy. Accept it. A- accept it. Realize that, you know, that's an important part of your marriage. If you do try the Kama Sutra, please tell us your feedback. How did it work out for you? There you go. Yeah, we, we, we can add a little link so you can go to Amazon and buy your copy. <laughs> But <laughs> it's a good thought, Ritu, because you know what? In our generation, also women, we were tended not to be the ones to initiate and stuff. So I yes. think the partners would really appreciate that initiation. So absolutely. It's a natural feeling and we should embrace it. I encourage all couples out there to love one another and show your love for one another. It's, it's important in a relationship. It's intimacy. It's between two people that you know you care and love and spent so much so many years with so i I think it's an important part like you said you know hearing ritus our spark is there in that area (laughs) i don't think there's any complaints (laughs) (laughs) you're 10 years younger than us (laughs) so um so having said that in our marriage i think the biggest thing i would want to do for my husband to keep the spark a little alive in a different area is you know do something that he enjoys he loves to play bridge he likes to sing he loves to go shopping you know do more things he enjoys be a partner with him in it i think i'll try to learn bridge this year even though i think it's an old thing but definitely give it a try so that is a new year gift to him let us know how that goes too how is the bridge (laughs) yeah i'll keep you guys posted did i even start Uh, for me i think it's going to be a lot more general try to pay a compliment to my husband every day and if that's not possible because then it it's a little old and cheesy. I think I'm going to try not to be negative, or at least if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything bad. So I'm really going to work on that because I think, you know, when you are in a marriage for as long as you are, you just tend to nag and um, hand pack and 
you just get a little bitchy. So I'm going to try to be nicer. I think that's the advice we all could take. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we can yeah. be nagging. We can be constantly negative and forget to compliment our partners. So I think it's, it's good advice we all. I think I need to work on that one too. Um, but that's after the sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> So in conclusion, ladies, I'd like Faye a little quote that I read online. A perfect relationship is not perfect. It's just that both people never gave up. Kind of sums up everything. We look forward to more Chit Chat and Chai episodes coming your way. Please tune in for future podcasts, things that are happening around our community and the world. Some serious, some fun, some light, but we'll have a lot of conversations. So stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Just wanted to share a few words of wisdom from my dad, who's been married over 66 years. He says, just remember, there never was a Mr. or Mrs. Right. There is no Mr. or Mrs. Right. There will be no Mr. or Mrs. Right. So it's up to you to train yourself and sometimes bend backwards to make him or her Mr. or Mrs. Right. Till we meet again, remember life is not short. Life is unpredictable, so always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life. And join us again for a little chit chat and chat.